Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Welcome into the 615 Sessions podcast. What a time. Preseason football wrapped up for the Tennessee Titans last night. As you're hearing this, we're recording this on a Friday afternoon. Uh, ben Arthur is going to be the guest of the Tennessee and Ben and Jimmy Wyatt to Ron Davenport. We were all in Baltimore for the game, observed a lot of different things. Uh, so we are going to talk with Ben about the observations that we had in game, the Malik Willis hype, obviously, and some players that Mike Vrabel had comments on Friday in his post game recap press conference at St. Thomas sports park that we would like to dive into specifically about wide receivers. You're also, if you're listening to the audio version of this podcast, going to get a little bonus. You're going to get some Coach Dave McGinnis of Titans Radio breaking down the game with me as well. Of course, all of this is brought to you by Two Rivers Ford. Two Rivers Ford is the place that you go for the best possible car buying experience. It's always so easy to go through the purchasing process at Two Rivers Ford. Whether you're somebody like me who wanted to build their next Ford to build your new Ford, it's very simple with the built for you program at two rivers Ford. you can customize any new Ford you want. They'll build it for you. They'll deliver it to your doorstep, like an Amazon package, except a new car. It's great stuff. Two rivers Ford can do that. They can get you any number of new or certified pre-owned vehicles that they have on the lot. It's one of the state's largest selections. And of course their award-winning customer service cannot be beat two rivers Ford in Mount Juliet or online at two rivers, Let's get to Ben. Welcome into 615 Sessions podcast on this Friday from the Superbook Sports Studio. We got Ben Arthur of the Tennessee in, in the house. Uh, we have both journeyed back from Baltimore this morning. Ben, I had that's the first time I've like, I didn't run. I hit a light jog on the way to the flight. It's the first time I've had a jog to a flight in my life. I'm glad we both made it back in one piece, so bud. Yeah, that was quite the adventure uh, this morning. Um I was already entering the airport, like without having slept, like I, I literally haven't slept. Oh, you didn't uh, go to bed last night? Yeah. Like I, I, I didn't go to bed. Like, oh, I, I got back to my hotel, like probably 1 15, 1 30. And then I was at that point, like I, I only had a, like an hour, hour and a half because I had to return my rental car and I was oh. staying like 25 minutes out. So, um, oh my God, Ben. <laughs> Yeah. So <laughs> why so did like, you agree I'm, I'm to do the podcast Zoom. today? No, I, I had to, man. I had to do it for my guy, Buck. Um, but get yeah. the hell out of here. I'd have told me to kick rocks. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's all good though. I, I feel fine. I'll probably like crash like in a couple hours, but I'm at that point to where like, I, I still feel sharp, but probably give me another hour or two. If you told me to do this podcast, like at four, like I don't, I don't think I would have been able to do it. No, but, um, I think my brain rotted halfway through the radio show today, but we are uh, both Ben and I were in Baltimore. Now we're back in Nashville and uh, Mike Vrabel's press conference post game has concluded. He'll be on the practice field tomorrow, uh, Sunday and Monday before the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, Tom Brady less come to town on Wednesday and Thursday ahead of another preseason game. 
Um, Ben, I did three hours of trying to talk people off the Malik Willis high that they were clearly riding and to kind of back people off a little bit. The Logan Woodside slander, even though he didn't play well by any stretch of the imagination. Um, your, your primary takeaway from last night's game was what? My primary takeaway was that nothing has changed in the backup quarterback battle. Malik definitely had his flashes, right? We saw the elusiveness on the ground. We saw the arm strength. Um, I'm thinking that Racy McMath bomb 48 yards down the field. We saw that just ridiculous side angle throw to Tommy Hudson in the flat, you see kind of the tantalizing um, attributes, these things that he's able to do, but there's so much um, that he needs to to work on it. And that was so evident, I think, in Mike Vrabel's tone after the preseason game and in Malik's tone. Um, t- timing is still something that needs to be worked on, decision-making, um, the balance of, taking off versus just sticking it out in the pocket and, and maybe moving around or throwing uh, it away or just or throwing, it, throwing away. it away. Exactly. Um, so uh, those are all things that Malik still has kind of a long way to go. And, and I think at, at this point, and a, a lot of Titans fans probably don't want to hear this, but, but lo- the, the Titans just really, really trust Logan Woodside. Of course he had a bad game. The, the two interceptions, it was just really bad, but but they've loved his his work ethic, just his knowledge of, uh, of the playbook, how, how to run the offense. Um, the Titans are just so comfortable with him right now, and you take that with just how much Malik still, areas he still has to grow. I, I think you still have a situation to where the Titans are still going to keep three quarterbacks. Logan Woodside is your QB two. Malik is your QB three. Um, so that's kind of where I'm at. And that's where I think uh, a lot of Titans fans should be at after this first preseason game. Yeah. It's just, it's just take a deep breath. Like there, it was enough to make you excited about preseason and it's a new quarterback, right? New quarterbacks are always exciting. These kind of things. But like, like you said, like when, I can't remember. I think Jimmy Wyatt asked him about, asked Rabel about Malik, and he kind of, you know, talked, talked his way through. He needs to throw the ball more. He needs to throw the ball. And then I, I'm sure you tweeted out a similar quote or something to the same effect of what he said about why they took Malik out when they did two plays into the third quarter. He said, we wanted him to throw the ball more. He wasn't throwing the ball more. So we put Logan out there. And the entire NFL internet, it would seem to me, based on the amount of face melting mentions I opened my phone to receive today just losing their minds about this. And it, I think it loses sight of, it loses sight of what they're trying to accomplish with, with him. And there's, it's, it is diff, it is made more difficult by the idea that you are talking about a mobile quarterback where the criticism or where the constructive criticism is, well, he's looking to run too early and you have the conversations that start about, well, you're just, you wouldn't say that about Logan Woodside. You wouldn't say that about the white quarterback and all these different things. Meanwhile, I'm getting called a racist at four in the morning because I'm tweeting out a quote from Pat O'Hara about him needing to win from the pocket as opposed to what he can do outside the pocket. Like 
it just creates a whole different kind of shitstorm, for lack of a better term, around Malik in ways that are completely outside of anybody's control, but the internet does the reactionary thing that it does, and it tailspins in ways that are just, I mean, it's real pressure that they're all going to feel at throughout the course of the season. That's not going away. That's going to happen as soon as Ryan Tannehill throws his first regular season interception. And then if you say, well, no, Ryan Tannehill is the, is the quarterback that is best equipped to help them win games. And then all of a sudden you're a, you know, you're a Ryan Tannehill, uh, you're Ryan Tannehill diehard. And you're just saying what the Titans want you to say, all these different things. It's just, it's wild to me that that is the place that people's brains jump to. Even as I understand that there has been racial dog whistling for years around black quarterbacks and the skill set that they, that how they are described as opposed to their white counterparts. Like that, I am cognizant of that and still, and still would ask people just to be discerning about what it is exactly they're watching on the field. Yeah. Yeah. The, the Titans, as you kind of were, were saying, as you kind of indicated, like, like the Titans are, are taking the long-term approach with with Malik they, they want to make sure he develops the right way we all know his unique gifts his athleticism that elusiveness that scrambling ability and they know he can win with his legs even that play that Vrabel it was kind of like the last straw and 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 he took him out for not throwing throwing the ball and he and he still you know it's a 17 yard scramble like we we know that Malik can do that. What, what the Titans are trying to do is just continue to, to work on, on just the, the throwing in terms of um, making the right decision in terms of what the coverage, um, what the coverage is, is showing you. Like we, we've seen that Malik has the ability to like when he makes mistakes to make something happen with with his legs he, he did that throughout the game but what the titans are trying to do is show him look it's okay to kind of stay in the pocket here look look at your first second read here let's make that quick decision um and so it's all those little things um that the titans are focused on in, in kind of the grander scheme of things in terms of taking that long-term uh, approach with malik it's not it, it yeah, the, the national narrative is is out of out of control. It's been kind of blown. I got out of Pat McAfee leading with Titans Malik Willis talk today. I, I'm I'm doing my radio show, watching clips on Twitter scroll by of Pat. I, I've never seen Pat talk about the Titans in my life, other than Brett Kern, who we may or may not get to at some point in this conversation. Yeah. But it is you know it's Michael Irvin excited, you know rightfully excited. People should be excited about what this player has to offer if they can continue to refine the skill set and if he is up to the task of refining that skill set and taking the coaching that they are going to try and provide to him it's it's a very raw product right now and i think that that is while it's still while the you know the off platform throw to tommy hudson where he's like he's he's literally floating in the air because he's kicked both his leg up legs up to throw it to his left in ways that I've only seen Philip Rivers accurately throw a sidearm like that in my life, except Malik is doing it in, you know, in, on all kinds of crazy throwing platforms. Um, I, it's it's going to carry a lot more of the conversation than it probably should have for the fundamental, you know, roster construction of, of a football team, because both of those guys in all likelihood come September 11th, they're going to be on the roster Woodside 
and and Malik. But as far as the rest of it was concerned, Ben, I thought I thought Mike Vrabel's comments about Traylon Burks um, lacking consistency from practice field to game reps. I thought that was interesting today. Yeah, I I, I did as well. Obviously, you didn't have any catches. I, I think Malik missed him. If if you kind of look look at the film, that there were there was maybe. Uh, a snap uh, or, or two where, where Traylon was open. And obviously Logan had him on that one deep ball. Um, it, I think it was the the fourth quarter, but it was uh, deflected. I, I think the pass was a little low. So um, a couple opportunities that, that the Titans weren't able to capitalize off of. But uh, again, I, I think it was kind of Rabel challenging Traylon, right? Like you have the the rough offseason program. He made so many he's made so many strides in training camp, like really from from day one, Buck. And you you were out there kind of with, with us too. Like just everything seemed to start to to come together. He had lost weight, looked more confident, um, was winning those one on ones uh, at times. Uh, looking great in, in, in team periods. And, and, and we didn't see that translate in, in that first preseason game. And, and, and this isn't something we haven't seen before, right. From, from Vrabel, like when he, he, when he wants to push the buttons of a player that that is talented, he, he'll kind of um, to challenge them in the, when, when, when talking to reporters, right. Just in terms of, Oh, he, he wasn't, consistent and enough consistent enough or, or we, we want to see more from him uh so that kind of language from Mike Vrabel isn't uncommon and so it's going to be on Traylon to, to kind of respond and and you'll have plenty of opportunities obviously they, they have the Bucks coming uh to town uh for joint practices next week they have some some good DBs um and, and then obviously the the Cardinals and and the two preseason games so um, so yeah, challenging Traylon a, a bit and, and there is pressure, right? Even though the, the Titans have tried to drift the, to, to take the talk away from him trying to replace AJ Brown, but they do need him to be a top two receiver, right? I mean, it's really Robert Woods and Traylon Burks who need to be that, uh, one, two punch for the Titans passing game to, to have success, um, post AJ Brown. So, I'm really interested to see how Traylon kind of responds as we move forward. Yeah, I like NWI and everybody should like NWI, but you like him much better as a four than you do as a two. And that's there's no there's no shame in that whatsoever. Um, but they need Traylon Burks uh, to step up adequately. Just just quickly, though, Ben, I thought it was interesting that Kyle Phillips only played three snaps offensively. Like I, we know we saw him out there punt returning, but that that was probably one of the most notable moments of that game for me. Just not seeing him being like, oh, he's that guy's got a job already. They don't need to see anything more from him. They're seeing it in practice every day. Um, and and that Burks and uh Chig and and the rest of them, NPF for different reasons. That's obviously an open competition at right tackle. Uh at this point, Raiden's though getting the start with the first team offensive line, even though technically Petit Fur did too. He's just on the left side uh for the opening two series. Um, I thought I thought that Kyle Phillips not playing spoke volumes in the way in the same way that, you know, uh, the guys like guys at the bottom of the roster needing to playing significant snaps um, kind of, you know, indicative of where they may be in the 53 man projections that we are still several 
cuts away from them kind of honing down. For sure, yeah. Kyle Phillips has really made uh, several massive sp- strides in, in training camp. I, I remember, I mean, he he was he had a phenomenal day one of rookie mini camp, but but he kind of like you kind of didn't hear of him for, for a while there, and then in, in training camp starts to pick it back up again. You know, Tannehill looking for him, getting reps with the ones, seems to kind of win all his one on one matchups. Um, just gets open the, the Titans Ryan Tannehill Mike Vrabel have said that numer- numerous times I mean he just finds a way to, to get open and he has all the makings of kind of the Titans future like like their slot receiver of the future he, he kind of has um that DNA it it, it seems so um so yeah the fact that he hasn't wasn't playing offensively I mean it shows that he's kind of set um, there and, and, and for, for being a rookie, um, on a Mike Rabel team and not really having to, to prove yourself, um, in in a preseason game, when, when you've kind of already done that work in in the training camp practices, I think that really speaks volumes of what Kyle Phillips has done, uh, since training camp started. Ben Arthur of the Tennessee. And of course you can go to Tennessean.com to read all of the great work and reporting that he is doing on the Tennessee Titans at Ben Y Arthur is where you can follow him on Twitter. Same on Instagram. Same on Instagram. All right. Do that too. Cause he's posting all kinds of good videos. Now that we're back in the locker room, we can actually do our jobs and talk to players. Once again, it was, it was jarring. Almost ate shit though, Ben. I, I stepped on somebody's uh, slide in front of, I think Aaron Brewer's locker and almost went head first into Corey Levin's equipment bag. So, Oh man, that's rough. Well, it's hey, <laughs> hey, there. There are social there are social cues about navigating, especially a visiting locker, a visitor's locker room where it's so much smaller uh, and less comfortable intentionally uh, that I will have to reacclimate myself with. But it was fun to fun to do the preseason trip. I don't think either of us should ever have to work that late or that long for a preseason game ever again. Oh my god, yeah, and and for a preseason game that really wasn't even that good, oh, right? Terrible. Like after Malik was was subbed out i was like i'm ready for this game to end and it was just such an ugly affair like a thursday night preseason game on for the open for the preseason opener i mean come on man Uh, we in in the east in in the eastern time zone and a and a 6 a.m flight home uh, greeted by god knows what at at bwi (laughs) i still don't know what happened nobody it's a state secret apparently why why the bwi airport was shut down and almost causing Ben Arthur and myself to miss our flight. Thank you for the time, buddy. No problem, but thanks for having me. Superbook Sports, before we get to, if you're listening to the audio version of the podcast, Superbook Sports um, is going to be what we tell you about before we tell you about Coach Dave McGinnis. They're the newest sportsbook app in the state of Tennessee, and they have everything you could possibly want in a clean, easy, and efficient-to-use app. Whether you're an Android user or Apple, they've got you covered. They've got every line for every 2022, forgive me, the brain rot setting in, 2022 NFL regular season game. You can bet Titans week one against the Giants. You can can bet Titans week 18 against the Jags all right now in the Superbook Sports app. They bet uh, and they take bets on all major sports as well as football. So you can bring Vegas to the palm of your hand. Superbook Sports, so great. 
for you to get involved with because not only will they make it an incredibly easy and fun process, but they'll match your first bet up to $1,000, even if that bet wins or loses. So download the Superbook Sports app. Go to Superbook.com for terms and conditions. And if you have a gambling problem, call the Tennessee Red Line, 1-800-889-9789. So we had Coach Mack on the radio show on Friday uh, after the Titans-Ravens preseason game. We went through a variety of different uh, positions with Coach Mack. You're going to hear about half of that interview from my radio show. And if you want to hear more, you can check out the podcast in full after you listen to this podcast, of course, of the, uh, it's very, very creatively named, the Buck Rising Show in your favorite podcast app. Here's some of Coach Mack. Hey, Mack. Hey, Buck. We're off and rolling now, so let's go. Yeah, we, we are talking ball with the man in black for certain on this Friday. I feel, Mac, yesterday was the day. De- well, first of all, how did how did it feel to be back, you know, doing the thing with Mike and the whole crew and, and everything sounded fantastic as always, but how did it feel for you? It was great. I mean, yeah. you know, I mean, it's, it, it's, as I say, there are a lot of things I miss about coaching and, uh, you know, specifically like last night getting on the plane and not having my computer loaded up by, you know, the, the video department so I could, I could watch the game immediately on the flight back, depending on how long it is. Uh, you know, I miss that part of it, but I really, really enjoy this part of it that I've done, you know, for six years now. This, it, it's, it's great being a part of, of Titans Radio and what, uh, you know, Mike Keith and Rhett Bryan, Philip Noel, and, you know, Brad Willis put together up there with, and then with Amy. And I mean, it's just great. It really is. And it, and it's fun. You know, I got to, I, I got to talk with Ozzie Newsom, you know, quite yeah. a bit up there before, you know, before the ball game. I mean, it's just, you know, back in, back in NFL game mode and it, uh, it's really nice. And by the way, we've got so many great listeners that listen to all these segments and that, you know, the, the text messages that I get after games are just, are really kind, you know, from people around here. They, they really love listening to Titans radio and we try to give them the best we got. There is no question that you guys deliver all right max so last night last yeah. night felt like the definition of a keep your uh keep your powder dry game like i every every time well, i would whole thing is, Buck. i mean that let's understand what yeah. this, you know this is an evaluation process and, and 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 that's why you know when you when you go into a preseason game you've got an idea of what you want to do but you've got another team out there that dictates a lot of what happens you know like last night you know once you get turnovers then you take away chances for your offense to have the ball uh you know and then those types, those types, and, and you give up explosive plays, then then their then their offense stays on the field longer. So there are things that you cannot control. There are certain things you would like to be able to look at and see, but you need reps to do it. And that's why I keep saying that these two practice weeks that we have coming up are so so vital because now you can get into those types of situations that you can control somewhat, you know, against uh, you know against a different team. But last night was good because I still still to me putting guys under the light is important especially young guys because sooner or later when you're out there between the lines then you know that all the talking stops and you have to be able to perform whatever circumstances you're presented with i really like that part of it yeah i mean i i my feeling was that they got out of it exactly what they needed to as far as who they saw in the kind of situations and Baltimore giving them some kind of different looks that maybe they necessarily haven't practiced. Mike Vrabel talked about how he, he liked those opportunities from John Harbaugh's staff just so they could show them different things that they have been seeing and things that like in a game situation, they may not necessarily have been prepared for and have to adapt to on the fly. 
Well, that's absolutely true. And, you know, I sat on the broadcast last night, and it's, it's just vitally true, especially when you're coaching in this league, when you're trying to, you know, decide how you're going to move from 90 to 53. And, by the way, we've got to move to 85 by Tuesday. The, is the fact that you want to see guys in stressful situations that they have never been in before, because you know you, you can you can get used to and you can practice hard and those that's that's vital, but when you go in, into a situation like that where it's you against somebody else and then you're put into stressful situations and it's on the moment decisions that you have to make whether it's technique wise whether it's whether to throw the ball whether it's how to cover whether it's how to recognize a formation all of those things have to be done under the lights, and that's why I enjoy this first preseason game so much. Coach Dave McGinnis of Titans Radio here with us.